to rephrase how this get made co-host Paul Shear. Hello, people of Earth, and hello, people of Cape Cod, and Anchor and Spotify podcast listeners. Welcome to the very last on-air podcast version of my show of 2021. Yes, my loyal listeners, we have come to the end of another pandemic-ruled year. Ergo, this is my last show of the year. Now, before I go on to the birthdays and debuts and everything else, I would like to acknowledge an Angleman family member that sadly left the world too soon on December 13, 2019. Joseph Joey Angleman was a young man with a promising future, doting family, two adorable nieces with whom he totally loved. Unfortunately, no matter how hard you try to fight it, his inner demons and struggles got the better of him. The Angleman family misses you greatly, Joey, and thinks of you quite often. We hope you have found peace and tranquility up there. Moving on, today is Hal Pollard and Theo James's birthday and marks exactly one year since the re- until the recently wrapped Aquaman and the Last Lost Kingdom, the direct sequel to the 2018 mega blockbuster Aquaman makes a splash in theater. Today also happens to be the debut date for 2016's Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, and the Oscar-winning La La Land, along with 1988's Rain Man, 2011's Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol, and Alvin the Chipmunks Chipwrecked, 1977's Saturday Night Fever, and 1969's Hello, Dolly. Tomorrow, Eugene Levy and Pope Francis blow up birthday candles. Don't! December 17th marks 32 years since TV viewers first met The Simpsons, 18 years since The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King and Monster opened, and 28 years since What's Eating Gilbert Grape debuted. Other December 17th releases include 1999's Anna the King, Their Magnolia, and the 2010 films The Fighter, Tron Legacy, and How Do You Know. Happy belated birthday to Catherine Donovan, Toa Stockman, the late Christopher Plummer, Glenn Engelman, Joe Zide, Taylor Swift, and Elizabeth Leader Smith, who all had birthdays earlier this week. Paula Barry Evans, Brad Pitt, Billie Eilish, the late rapper DMX, who passed in April, Josh Dallas, Keith Richards, and Steven Spielberg have birthdays December 18th. That day is the debut date for 2009's Avatar. 1968's Chitty Chitty Bang Bangs, 1998's You've Got Mail, 1985's The Color of Purple, I mean The Color Purple, and a tiny little 2015 film you might have heard about, something called the Star, Star Wars The Force Awakens. Peter Tom O'Brien turns five on de- December 19th. This spider and Lego-loving little boy shares his birthday with Jake Ellen Hule and the late trailblazing actress Cicely Tyson. 1997's Titanic and Tomorrow Never Dies, 1979's Kramer vs. Kramer, 2014's Andy Remake in Wild, 2018's Mary Poppins Returns, 2001's The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, and 1986's The Little Shop of Horrors all debuted on that day as well. Ricky Weeby's birthday is on December 21st, which is the winter solstice, and the first official day is winter, while Hilary Parkin, Megan Trainer, 
Scott Regal and Diane Sawyer have birthday cake December 22nd. Michelle Gardenhill, the late former foot- football player Demarius Thomas, Jimmy Buffett, and Sissy Spacek get to have Christmas pudding and birthday cake December 25th. Fellow Cape Cod radio DJ Stephanie Viva's birthday is December 26th, while Ben Nisling and David Miron's birthdays are December 28th. Timothy Chalamet and Bill Goldberg have their birthdays December 27th. Gymnast Gabby Douglas, Holly Barclay, Katie Daphner, and this this year's Best Actor winning Anthony Hopkins and Sir Ben Kingsley get to celebrate both New Year's Eve and their birthdays December 31st. Nick and Rachel Bartson, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith, and Helen Mirren and Taylor Hackford were all married on that day as well. Oh, Steven Spielberg's sparkly reinterpretation of the classic Best Picture winner West Side Story hit a sour flat note over the weekend with just 10.5 million songs here in the USA and a week 4.4 million overseas, bringing its global total to just a mere 14.9 million. Ouch! As older moviegoers continue to avoid theaters, during what's shaping up to be another long COVID-impacted winter. The 20th Century Fox's stu- my mistake. The 20th Century Studios title's dismal debut is a distress signal for titles targeted at grown-ups during- heading right into award season. The beloved West Side Story started out as a hit Broadway musical in 1957, and in two, 1961, it was adapted by Hollywood in a song and dance Oscar winner. Now, considering its source, it instantly became a highly anticipated film of the year. But while critics swooned at the film, that wasn't exactly enough to lure its tar- older target audiences back to the multiplexes. But there's still hope if you look really hard. For example... The film earned a straight-A grade from CinemaScore, and it's already got 10 Critics Award nominations and four Golden Globes nominations, so that might help it. And while it came out lower compared to the recent In the Heights film, which only made $11.5 million, there is a past of movie musicals opening quietly but finding their groove later on. Case in point, 2002 Chicago bowed to lower numbers than West Side, but wound up making $170.7 million domestically and took home Best Picture. And 2017's The Greatest Showman opened to $8.8 million and eventually racked up $174.3 million circus peanuts domestically. But to be honest... Steven Spielberg's movie has a very tough uphill rollout ahead of it. And it really doesn't help that a little tiny movie opens this weekend. Ah, ah, Spider-Man No Way Home. Sorry, I have something in my throat. The weekend's only other rookie-wide release, STX Entertainment's National Champions, uh, was
was pretty dead on the on arrival, entering the charts well beneath the top ten. The rest of the top five pretty much remains largely unchanged. After two straight weeks, and number one, Encanto not got knocked down a peg to second place, where it pulled a nine point four million. After three weeks, the film about a family living in a magical mountain village in Colombia, with songs written by Lin Manuel Miranda, has a domestic total of seventy one point three million dollars. And overseas, it's made eighty and a half million, bringing its worldwide total to one hundred fifty one point eight million dollars. In third place, with Sony Pictures After Ghostbusters Afterlife, with seven point one million. The fourth entry in the Spectre Hunting series has scared up a hundred twelve million stateside and a fifty two point seven million overseas. So its global box office total is now one hundred sixty four point seven million. The award season is up and running. Variety dot com announced Monday, the beleaguered and scandal played Hollywood Foreign Press Association announced the nominees for the seventy ninth annual Golden Globe Awards Monday, with Netflix's The Power of the Dog and Focus Features Belfast landing a leading seven nominations. HBO Succession. A dynastic drama about a cutthroat media mogul and his family topped all television shows with five nods. Apple's Ted Lasso and The Morning Show also fared well with the Globes, earning four nominations apiece. On the film front, The Power of the Dog and Belfast will come five for Best Drama, alongside Dune, King Richard, and Coda. The Best Comedy or Musical race is between West Side Story, Licorice Pizza, don't look up, Cyrano, tick, tick, boom. Netflix had the most film nominations with 17 nods for the likes of The Power of the Dog, Don't Look Up, and Tick, Tick, Boom. The Globes were once seen as an important bellwether for the Oscars, but it's unclear how influential they will be this year. Other honorees for the January 9th ceremony include Squid Game, yes, that ultra-violent, South Korean massive Netflix sensation, Hulu's The Great, Spencer, Luca, Cruella, and newbie series Only Murders in the Building. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus is the animated action comedy Rumble, starring Ben Schwartz, Roman Reigns, Will Arnett, Geraldine Viswana Afan, Tony Danza, and Terry Crews. In a world where giant monsters and humans coexist, monsters are superstar athletes that compete in a popular wrestling global sport, monster wrestling. Young girl Winnie wants to follow in her father's path as a manager by turning Steve, a lovable yet totally untrained underdog monster, into a champion so he can go up against the reigning champion, Tentacular. Congratulations are in order for Jordan Fisher and his wife, Hannah. They are expecting a little boy next year. You might want to put that car in reverse, Fast Saga fans. Deadline.com reported December 14th, Universal said Tuesday it will now release the 10th chapter in its Fast and Furious movie franchise on May 19th, 2023. 
The pick had been originally scheduled for a wide release on April 7, 2023, where it was placed after the Easter weekend success of F7 in 2015, which became the highest grossing title in the franchise to date. F9 released this year in a theatrical window, also on May 19th, was the highest grossing movie to date during the pandemic, grossing $681.5 million at the global box office. Fast and Furious 10 now settles into the beginning of the summer summer box office season, taking the place of a previously announced, untitled, universal event film. It's wedged in the 2023 calendar between Disney's Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Vol. 3, May 5th, and Disney's live-action The Little Mermaid, May 26th. Also Tuesday, Universal said that an untitled DreamWorks animation film will take over F10's April 7, 2023 slot. It had been set for March 24, 2023. I hope they know what they're doing! Marvel's infamous Westlinger is back on the big screen tomorrow, December 17th, 2007, 2021, with Spider-Man No Way Home. The superhero sequel stars Tom Holland, Zendaya, Benedict Cumberbatch, Alfred Molina, Tobey Maguire, Benedict Wong, Marissa Tomei, John Favreau, Jamie Foxx, and Andrew Garfield. After the events of 2019 Spider-Man Far From Home, in which his secret identity was unveiled to the world, Peter Parker asked Dr. Stephen Strange to make his superhero identity a secret again with magic. But the spell rips open the multiverse, allowing five supervillains from alternate realities, a few of which we've seen in the past, to enter Parker's world. How would Parker and Strange save the day? According to the Internet Movie Database, Tom Holland began filming this movie just two days after finishing his off-delayed movie Uncharted. But this film will be released before the latter, which will finally open in February. And Jamie Foxx and Willem Dafoe were really excited to get to come back and play their respective villains again. Fox in particular was pleased that Electro wasn't going to be blue this time around. In the meantime, Alfred Molina joked he was only in for the paycheck before saying that he liked the story a lot before signing on. And unfortunately, since he passed away November 12, 2018, this will be the second Spider-Man film after Spider-Man Far From Home that co-creator Stanley won't have a cameo in. 2019's Adventures Endgame was Stanley's final movie cameo. Now, Willem Dafoe isn't just in Spider-Man Man, No Way Home tomorrow. He also stars in this week's other nationwide release, Guillermo del Toro's neo-noir psychological thriller Nightmare Alley. Also starring Bradley Cooper, Tony Collette, Richard Jenkins, Rooney Mara, Ron Perlman, Kate Blanchett, and Mary Steenburgen. Based on William, William Lindsay Gresham's 1946 book, it follows Stan 
Carlisle, an ambitious carny with a skill for manipulating people with a few chosen words, who partners up with a female psychology psychologist, but she proves to be even more dangerous than he is. This was among the first new films to hold a Los Angeles premiere at the newly opened Academy Museum of Motion Pictures, which publicly opened on in September 2021. What's also neat is that Lady Gaga and Jennifer Lawrence were considered for the role of Molly Cahill. In theaters in New York and L.A. Friday, December 17th, and in theaters nationwide, December 22nd, is the drama The Tender Bar, starring George Clooney, Max Martini, Ben Affleck, Lily Rabb, Sandra James, Christopher Lloyd, Brianna Middleton, and Peter Charanen. J.R. is a fatherless boy growing up in the, growing up in the global bar where his uncle Charlie, the bartender, is the sharpest, most colorful of a gang of foster, quirky father figures. As his determined mother struggles to try to provide him with opportunities denied to her and leave the home of her outrageous, if begrudgingly supportive dad, J.R. begins to gamely, if not always gracefully, pursue his professional and romantic dreams with one foot always placed in Uncle Charlie's bar. In limited release December 17th before streaming on Netflix December 31st is the psychological drama The Lost Daughter, starring Olivia Coleman, Dakota Johnson, Jesse Buckley, and Ed Harris and directed by Maggie Hule in her feature directorial debut. Based on Elena Ferrante's book, while on a summer vacation, a woman finds herself obsessed with another woman and daughter, making memories of her own early motherhood come back and haunt her. The Choice is Yours, December 22nd, 2021, when The Matrix Resurrection comes to theaters and HBO Max for for a month. This sci-fi action film stars the talents of Keanu Reeves, Carrie Ann Moss, Yahoo Abdul-Mateen II, Jada Pinkett-Smith, Lambert Wilson, Dean Patrick Harris, Jonathan Groff, and Priyanka Chopra Jonas. It's time to once again enter the Matrix, 20 years after the events of the Matrix Revolutions, Neo lives an apparently regular life under his original identity of Thomas A. Anderson in San Francisco with a therapist that prescribes and pills to counteract the unusual and strange things that he occasionally sees. He also meets a woman who appears to be Trinity, but she doesn't remember. Soon, a new mor- version of Morpheus gives him the red pill and reopens its mind to the world of the Matrix. That world has become more lethal in the years since the Smith infection, and Neo joins a group of rebels to f- try- fight a new enemy. 
This is the final film that, from Warner Brothers Pictures to have a simultaneous release on the HBO Max streaming service for a month as part of the studio's plans for all its 2021 theatrical films. Warner's will cease this hybrid release plan in 2022 in favor of a 45-day exclusive theatrical window as part of a new deal the studio reached with AMC Theaters and Cineworld, which owns Regal Cinemas. And in this film, which is released 18 years after 2003's The Matrix Revolutions, Trinity's kids are played by Carrie and Moss's real-life kids. The Matrix Revolution Resurrections isn't the only action film out next Wednesday, December 22nd. That would be the period action spy film The King's Man, starring Ralph Fiennes, Gemma Artson, Daniel Brew, Tom Hollander, Jimon Hansu, and Matthew Good. The prequel to 2014's The Kingsman, The Secret Service, and 2017's The Kingsman, The Golden Circle, delayed countless times from its first November 2019 release, in part thanks to the COVID-19 pandemic, centers on how one man and his prodigy must stop a group of history's worst tyrants and criminal masterminds plot of a war to wipe out millions and millions of people. Can they do it with the clock ticking? Attention Star Wars and Disney Plus fans. Well, I don't have the official release dates for the 2022 shows Andor, which is the standalone series revolving around Diego Luna's Rogue One character or the anticipated Obi-Wan Kenobi series or the third series of The Mandalorian. The first Mandalorian, I can report the first Mandalorian planned spinoff, The Book of Boba Fett, debuts on Disney Plus December 29, 2021. Timura Morrison and Ming-Na Wen reprise their roles as Boba Fett the Bounty Hunter and Fennec Shan from The Mandalorian. In the seven-episode series, the duo tries to make a name for themselves in the galaxy's underbelly by taking over the territory once ruled by Jabba the Hutt. And speaking of Disney+, Plus, Goonies never say die. While the world may never actually see a real sequel to the late Richard Donner's beloved 1985 classic The Goonies, starring a teenage Sean Austin, Martha Plimpton, and Josh Brolin, the streamer is giving the world something Almost as good. Slashfilm.com revealed a little over an hour ago the streamer has gotten the rights to Our Time, a show that revolves around a substitute teacher with a secret and three students who ambitiously recreate the classic movie, Shot for Shot. A trio of true life tales open between now and Christmas. Now playing in limited release in theaters is the drama Minamata with Johnny Depp and Bill Nye and Hiroki San- Sanada. It tells of war photographer W. Gene Smith and how in 1971 he went up against a powerful corporation responsible for poisoning the people of the Japanese fishing village Minamata. Coming out December 25th, are not one but two dramas. 
The biographical sports drama American Underdog stars Zachary Levi, Anna Paquin, and Dennis Quaid and focuses on NFL quarterback Kurt Warner's journey as his undrafted player who rose from being a nobody to winning Super Bowl 34. The drama A Journal for Jordan, starring Michael Lee Jordan and Shantae Adams, is based on Dana Kennedy's memoir, A Journal for Jordan, A Story of Love and Honor. First Sergeant Charles Monroe King keeps a journal of advice and love for his infant son, Jordan, while being deployed in Iraq. Back at home, his fiancée, Dana, recounts the story of her life-changing, unlikely relationship with him and his enduring devotion to family. On DVD, December 21st, is the spy film, No Time to Die, starring Daniel Craig, Rami Malek, Leia Sadeau, Anna de Armas, Christoph Waltz, Ben Wishaw, and Naomi Harris. This October 8th film made $771 million worldwide. In 2006, Casino Royale's Daniel Craig introduced the world to a younger, less experienced James Bond and changed it the series forever. But no one can play the super suave spy for eternity. And after countless delays, his swan song is 007 is here. Five years after his last film, Bond, who's left active service with MI6, is recruited by the CIA to find a kidnapped scientist. But the simple mission is bigger than it appears, and it will lead him into a fight with a powerful adversary. This was the first major movie production planned to open in 2020 that had to move its release date due to the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. The date changed at least three or four times, and in the end, it premiered on September 28, 2021, and officially opened in the States on October 8th. On October 6, 2021, at 6 p.m., 6.30 p.m., about two days before the movie's October 8th stateside release, the film's James Bond actor Daniel Craig received a a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. In attendance were his co-star Rami Malek and producers Michael G. Wilson and Barbara Broccoli, the latter of whom made a speech. The the top brass from Eon Eon Productions and MGM United Artists Releasing, and Universal International were also there. Craig is the 2,704th person to receive a star on the the famed walkway. His was placed near the star of another James Bond actor, Roger Moore, both at 7007 Hollywood Boulevard in Los Angeles, California. Moore's star was awarded on October 11, 2007. The only other James Bond actor to have starred there is Pierce Bronsman, awarded December 3rd, 1997, at nearby at 7021 Hollywood Boulevard. And about a block away is a star for co-founding James Bond producer Albert R. Cubby Broccoli at 6910 Hollywood Boulevard. On the flip side of fall releases, also out on DVD December 21st is the not-so-successful crime drama The Many Saints of Newark. The 12 million grocer is a prequel to the beloved HBO crime drama series The Sopranos and stars Alessandro Nivola, 
Michael Gianfini as Tony, the character originated by his late father. Leslie Adam Jr., John Berthenal, Corey Stoll, Billy Magnuson, Vera Farmiga, and Ray Rolita. Set during the 1960s and 70s in Newark, New Jersey, it follows a violent gang war from the perspectives of mobster Dickie Mozzianti and his teenage Matthew Anthony, a.k.a. Tony Soprano, in the middle of the city's 1967 riots. Did you know that Alessandro Nivola didn't realize he was playing the main role until filming began, and he was only given portions of the strip before that. And Michael Gandolfini had never watched The Sopranos before being cast as the young Tony Soprano, and he had to do many takes as his portrayal was too close to his dad's interpretation of the, fu- of the character at times. Because his role was meant to be a, still a young teenager and not the feared adult gangster we all know. That ends the Super Stuff last 2021 show. Aww. But don't cry, my loyal listeners and followers, for I will be back January 6, 2022, same bad time and same bad place, when Penelope Cruz, Diane Kruger, Lupita Nyong'o, and Jessica Chastain embark on a lethal spy mission. Devon Sawa, Michael J. Walk, and Bruce Campbell must fight against monster-turned... Black Friday shoppers on DVDs. Plus, our old friend Michael Myers slashes up a return to DVD source. On January 11th, that is. However, during the week of New Year's Eve, I will be doing a very special flashback fun regarding a few films that hit big milestones over this year. So until then, my minions, have a good holidays, stay safe, wear your mask, wash your hands, and watch lots of movies and DVDs. See you soon, my minions. Bye!